Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. I thank God that we're able to be together to start this day in prayer. Today is Friday. This is the 23rd week after Pentecost. Today we will hear the story of David and Goliath. And now we begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. You have been born anew through the abiding word of God. A reading from 1 Samuel chapter 17. Now the Philistines gathered their armies for battle. They were gathered at Soko, which belongs to Judah, in a camp between Soko and Ezekah, in Ephes Damamim. Saul and the Israelites gathered and encamped in the valley of Elah and formed ranks against the Philistines. The Philistines stood on the mountain on one side, and Israel stood on the mountain on the other side, with a valley between them. And there came out from the camp of the Philistines a champion named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits in a span. He had a helmet of bronze on his head, and he was armed with a coat of mail. The weight of the coat was five thousand shekels of bronze. He had greaves of bronze on his legs, and a javelin of bronze slung around his shoulders. The shaft of his spear was like a weaver's beam, and his spearhead weighed six hundred shekels of iron, and his shield-bearer went before him. He stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel, Why have you come out to draw up for battle? Am I not a Philistine, and are not you servants of Saul? Choose a man for yourself, and let them come down to me. If he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall be our servants and serve us. And the Philistine said, Today I defy the ranks of Israel. Give me a man that may fight that we may fight together. When Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Now David was the son of Ephratite of Bethlehem, of an Ephratite of Bethlehem in Judah, named Jesse, who had eight sons. In the days of Saul, the man was already old and advanced in years. The three eldest sons of Jesse had followed Saul to the battle. The names of these three sons who went to the battle were Eliab, the firstborn, and next to him Abinadab, and then the third Shammah. David was the youngest. 
The three eldest followed Saul, but David went back and forth from Saul to feed his father's sheep at Bethlehem. For forty days the Philistines came forward and took his stand, morning and evening. Jesse said to the son of David, Take for your brothers an ephah of this parched grain and these ten loaves, and carry them quickly to the camp of your brothers. Also take these ten cheeses to the commander of their thousands. See how your brothers fare, and bring some token from them. Now Saul and they and all the men of Israel were in the valley of Elah, fighting with the Philistines. David rose early in the morning, left the sheep with the keeper, took the provisions, and went as Jesse had commanded him. He came to the encampment as the army was going forth to the battle line, shouting the war cry. Israel and the Philistines drew up for battle, army against army. David left the things in charge of the keeper of the baggage, ran to the ranks, and went and greeted his brothers, and he talked with them. The champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, came out of the ranks of the Philistines and spoke the same words as before, and David heard him. All the Israelites, when they saw the man, fled from him and were very much afraid. The Israelites said, Have you seen this man who has come up? Surely he has come up to defy Israel. The king will greatly enrich the man who kills him and will give him his daughter and make his family free in Israel. David said to the men who stood by him, What shall be done for the man who kills the Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is the uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? The people answered him in the same way, So shall it be done for the man who kills him. The eldest brother, Eliab, heard him talking to the men, and Eliab's anger was kindled against David. He said, Why have you come down? With whom have you left these few sheep in the wilderness? I know your presumption and the evil of your heart that you have come down just to see the battle. David said, What have I done now? It was only a question. He turned away from him toward another and spoke to him in the same way, and the people answered him again as before. When the words that David spoke were heard, they repeated them before Saul, and he sent for him. David said to Saul, Let no one's heart fail him because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. Saul said to David, You are not able to go against this Philistine to fight him, for you are just a boy, and he has been a warrior from his youth. But David said to Saul, Your servant used to keep sheep for his father, and whenever a lion or a bear came and took a lamb from the flock, I went after it, and I struck it down, rescuing the lamb from its mouth. And if it turned against me, I would catch it by the jaw and strike it down and kill it. Your servant has killed both lions and bears, and the uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them, since he has defied the armies of the living God. David said, The Lord who saved me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear will save me from the hand of the Philistine. So Saul said to David, Go, may the Lord be with you. Saul clothed David with his armor. He put a bronze helmet on his head and clothed him with a coat of mail. David strapped Saul's sword over the armor, and he tried to walk, but in vain, for he was not used to them. Then David said to Saul, I cannot walk with these, for I am not used to them. So David removed them, and he took his staff in his hand, and he chose five smooth stones from the wadi, and he put them in a shepherd bag in the pouch. His sling was in his hand, and he drew near to the Philistine. The Philistine came on and drew near to David with his shield-bearer in front of him. When the Philistine looked and saw David, he disdained him, for he was only a youth, ruddy and handsome in appearance. The Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you should come come at me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. 
The Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the wild animals of the field. But David said to the Philistine, You come to me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you defied. This very day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you down and cut off your head, and I will give the dead bodies of the Philistine army this very day to the birds of the air and to the wild animals of the earth, and to all that, so that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel, and that all this assembly may know that the Lord does not save by the sword and the spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hand. When the Philistine drew nearer to meet David, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet the Philistine. David put his hand in the bag, took out a stone, slung it, and struck the Philistine on his forehead. The stone sank into his forehead, and his face fell forward on the ground. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone, striking down the Philistine and killing him, and there was no sword in David's hand. Then David ran, took took over the Philistine, he grasped his sword, drew it out of its sheath, and killed him, then he cut off his head with it. When the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they fled. The troops of Israel of Judah rose up with a shout and pursued the Philistines as far as Gath and the gates of Ekron, so that the wounded Philistines fell on the way from Shaurarim as far as Gath and Ekron. The Israelites came back from chasing the Philistines, and they plundered their camp. David took the head of the Philistine and brought it to Jerusalem, but he put his armor in his tent. When Saul saw David go out against the Philistine, He said to Abner, the commander of the army, Abner, whose son is this young man? Abner said, As your soul lives, O king, I do not know. The king said, Inquire whose son this stripling is. On David's return from killing the Philistine, Abner took him and brought him before Saul with the head of the Philistine in his hand. Saul said to him, Whose son are you, young man? And David answered, I am the son of your servant Jesse the Bethlehemite. The word of the Lord. One of the best-known stories in the Bible is this story of David and Goliath, and it's become a common way of communicating how the weak, small, and ill-equipped can sometimes slay giants. Of course, that is only really part of the story, a very small part of the story. What the story truly tells us is that God fights for the weak and the powerless. Giants are no match for the Lord our God, who can triumph over the strongest, fiercest warrior through a shepherd boy using a sling, and in the process making a mockery of all the weapons and prowess of this military champion. What may be surprising, though, is how aware David is of his own weakness, and yet how courageously faithful he is to the Lord. At the same time, it might also be surprising how David also wonders what kind of uh, plunder, what kind of glory, what kind of uh, uh, acclaim he's going to refuse from this, or he's going to receive from this. On his own, David will lose the fight against Goliath if he was fighting on his own. It is really impossible for him to win, but since David is filled with the Spirit of the Lord, he knows that the Lord will defeat Goliath. In defeating Goliath, David does become the champion and hero of Israel. That is the Lord's plan, really, here at work. The Lord wins a victory for God's people, and the Lord elevates the stature of David in the presence of all of Israel. David becomes... Israel's hero. So it really isn't just about a big guy taking on a little guy taking on a big guy and winning, but it's about the Lord our God fighting for us against all the powers of sin and death in this world. 
we too can be confident that the Lord will slay Goliath for us. We can be even more sure that Goliath has already been destroyed and that we can live and rejoice in Jesus' triumph over the overwhelming and mocking power of sin and death in our world. In Christ, our champion has emerged, victorious from the grave, victorious over the powers of sin, victorious over the powers of death. And by his death and resurrection, Jesus has ascended to the throne as the ruler and judge over all of creation. We are his people. Thanks be to God. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. In you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ, and for all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church, for the gift of relationship with others. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, Renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all of your children and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land. And we pray for this congregation that you may strengthen us and give us courage to face uh, the world with your love and your grace. For those who govern the nations of the world and for people in countries ravaged by strife and warfare, for those who are working to bring about peace and international harmony, for those who work to defend and champion the lowly and the powerless, and for all who strive to save this earth from carelessness and destruction. For who else or for what else do we pray this morning? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. 
Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The blessing of Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.